Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. I want to try to let you out of a decent hour, but I want to get more into you so that you'll be able to stand the hour of testing and trial. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I praise you for your goodness and your mercy. And I hear you speaking things in my spirit already. And God, I pray that you use me. Speak through me to bless your people. Give them ears that they might hear, a heart to understand. And God, give them the power to walk in it. I thank you for using me. I give you all praise, glory, honor, and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, I'm going to deal with today, you know, when I'm dealing with the kingdom mindset, I'm still talking about the kingdom mindset, but there are certain aspects that you need to be able to understand. You just don't grab the kingdom mindset and just think everything flows in place. There's some things that you need to have in your arsenal or in your thinking process in doing it in order to keep faithful and stay faithful with it. One of the things I'm talking about today is the fear of God. How many of you actually have the fear of God? Don't raise your hand, okay? I, just, I want you to think about it. The fear of the Lord, because it's very, 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 very important. Um, even though that we don't understand why the apostasy is going to take place in the last days, it's simply because there's no fear of God. If you lose the fear of God, which really is the respect for God. When you can, when you, and watch it, church people are losing their respect for God. We can't, and, and listen, hear me straight, have a kingdom mindset when I'm talking about it, okay? Because we don't understand it. And you're going to get offended when you hear me say something about it. But I'm not judging. I'm not saying anything about it to make you think twice about it. But I'm saying this so that you can see when it started to happen. Amen? How many of you all went to old school church? You remember the old school with your mama? You had to dress up in your, the usher had to be in their white stock. Had to had 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 their white glove. They had to do this. And everybody, you had to dress up in your suit and tie. You had to do this. You were very uncomfortable. But you were headed somewhere. Where were you headed? You were headed to church. Well, today's modern technology and timing, we changed that. We don't respect God's house the way that we used to. And we don't respect God the way that we used to. And there's something, and I'm okay that you're coming. Come as you are. Come as you are. But really, coming as you are means your heart. Bring him your heart, and he's going to straighten it up. He's going to fix it. He's going to get it right, Okay. So you can definitely come as you are, even in your dress, as long as you come in the church, okay? But there was a time when we started getting so lax in God that we thought this house belonged to us. You come as you are, and you didn't address your attitude at the door. You came in here, and the the usher tell you to sit right here. You're not sitting there. Why? Because I normally sit down there. I don't want to sit here. I don't want to sit that far down. I want to sit back here. You have no respect for authority. You didn't realize you was doing it. But we allowed it because we were just happy to see you here. Just happy to see you, you coming to church and, and the seats are being filled. So let you do what you do. We have failed you because we have not taught you or required from you the fear of the Lord. Now, this is not something that I can demand of you. This is something you have to demand from yourself. You have to have fear of the Lord. You know why? There are a lot of police shootings now. You didn't hear about all that. Now these folks killing police left and right. Why? They had no fear of the law. Why do they have no fear of the law? Because they had no fear of God. When you don't fear God, 
you have no respect for the law. No respect for your bosses. How many of you are in management position? And most of you in management have been at one point in time cussed out. They don't care about you. They'll tell you what they think about you. Why? There's no respect. Because we don't have any respect for God, people have no respect for us. Even if you're an authority. There are police officers now. Their wives are sending resignation letters into their cities telling them that they're going to look for a better job, more safer job, something better. Some of the men are deciding to go be firefighters rather than be police officers. Times are getting bad. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Pastor, don't preach no doom and gloom. I'm going to preach the truth. I am going to speak the truth. The truth is things are not going to get better. So you can adjust yourself or you can prepare yourself. I say prepare yourself with a kingdom mindset, knowing that God has your back, knowing that you have a fear, a respect, a reverence for God. If you have a fear of God, there's something you just cannot do. The other things you just won't do. Some of you sitting here right now, you know why you can't come out of the streets, you can't come out of the world? Because you have no fear of God. With everything that God is showing you, with the shaking that's happening right now, you still won't come out of that world. You have no fear of God. What if you get caught? What if he come back and catch you in that condition? The Bible says, he that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. So I want to ask you some questions today, and I want to see where you are with God. And I'm going to get to this scripture of Hebrews because the Bible declared that some things are going, that are things are shaking, and God's going to be the one who's doing the shaking. But before that, I want to bring you back, because I had started talking to you about the fear of God, but I want to bring you back to some of the things that we covered so that you understand exactly what we're saying. So, to say that we fear God does not mean that we are afraid of him. Amen? You're not afraid of God. Get it straight. You're not afraid of God. Oh, he's going to get me for this. He's going to get me for that. That's like... My son, where's Joy? All right. Just like my son, he is not afraid of me. I feel as though he respects me. Now, he's afraid when he do wrong because he knows he's going to get a whipping. But still, he's not afraid of me. You understand? It's the same way with God. There are some people who are really afraid of God, that God's going to get them. God is not out to get you. If God wanted to get you, you would have been got already. <laughs> Amen? You can't hide from him. So get it straight. He's not out to get you, so he does not want you to fear him or be afraid of him. He more wants you to respect him. And I'm going to explain this. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 clarifies this. Explaining that God has not given you a spirit of fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, a self-discipline, or a sound mind. You should be able to discipline yourself. You're supposed to be able to have a sound mind that you think through what you're doing wrong and be able to bring yourself back. How many of you can do that? When you see yourself going too far, you can say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I, I, <laughs> hold on, I'm, I'm going too far. You know, I, I, I went too far. You never got to that point. Uh, most of you all have. You caught yourself and said, whoa, wait a minute. I, I, let, let me get myself together. Yeah, that's what he's talking about, all right? So the definition that we're dealing with, the fear of God, is an awesome respect and what reverence going out of the greatness and the power of God. 
He is so great and so powerful that I respect him. I respect him. Do you know what do you feel? And there's going to be different people going to answer this one different. When you get, how many of you been pulled over by a police officer before? Okay. Did you feel fear or did you feel respect? Respect? Both. <laughs> Those of you that respect, watch this, watch this. Those of you who have not done wrong feel reverence or respect. Those you have done wrong feel fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, because it's the same way with God. The reason why you fear God, either out of respect or what you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When God manifests himself in your life, or you see him, or you hear about all this stuff that's going on, what's happening inside of you is making you put a check on yourself. Do you sense it? Do you feel it? With all this stuff talking about the blood moons, uh, CERN, Switzerland, this portal that they're trying to open up, all this stuff that they're talking about that's going on, when you hear about all this stuff coming on, they're talking about 23rd, the rapture of the church. Y'all heard that? Y'all ain't heard that. Y'all don't want to know nothing about that. I don't believe that no man knows the day nor the hour, but if it happens, what? Don't look for me to be in here Sunday. I'm going on the first train. All right? I have nothing to fear. Okay? So if y'all come here and I'm not here, just hallelujah. That's between you and him. Okay? All right? So I'm living in a way that I want to go back with him when he shows up. Now, I ask you a question, and I always ask you when I see you and I had not saw you in a long time, how you living? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So here we go. I want to help you to understand this fear of the Lord. Fear means, fearing God means having such a reverence for him that it impacts the way we live our life. Do you hear this? Fearing or respecting God should have an impact on how you live, on what you say, and where you go. You hear me? I can't go kicking with you. If you're going to smoke, drink, and get full of it, I can't kick it with you. Because I fear God more than you. Amen. You're going to go get you something? I can't do that. Amen. I can't go there. Because I fear God more than you do. Amen. Well, you judge me. No. I fear God more than you do. Because you want to do your own thing. And I cannot do my own thing because the way I'm living my life. I realize I'm living on the edge. The edge of time. Any moment, time could be over. And you could be facing eternity. It's just that close, people. To fear God is respecting him. How many respect him? I want to see hands. How many respect God? I'm going to make you lie in the church. Uh-huh. All right. All right. You respect him. Let's keep going. How many? Obey him. Less hands. Come on, y'all. Where you at? Now, how many of you lying? All right. Don't raise your hand on that one. Submitting to his discipline. How many of you submit to God's discipline? Or you whine? You complain, I don't know why I'm going through this. God, why are you going to do it like that, God? God, show me. Not really. 
You know when you do wrong, you expect what? Let me ask you this. When your child do wrong, they expect to be disciplined, don't they? Excuse me. When you do wrong, what do you expect? Oh, mercy and grace. There you go. That's what we expect. That's what we want, mercy. Don't discipline me, God. Show me your mercy and your grace. I don't need discipline. I know I was wrong. When God said, why you do it? Well, the devil made me do it. Oh, so the devil got you. Made, well, I'm going to whoop this devil out you. Okay? And that's going to be your discipline. All right? So the Bible teaches us that when God disciplines us, that we need to take it. Don't rebel back. Don't get hostile at God. Don't get mad at God because we've been disciplined. Some of you right now, because of the time that we're moving into and God does not want to leave you here, he's going to bring you to discipline. He's going to whoop your tail. He may whoop you by not letting your finances come together. You might have to sit in the dark a couple of nights. Your car may be broke down. You might not have a thing to eat, but God's going to get your attention. He's going to let you know he's whooping your tail because of the way you're living. Because he don't want to leave you. He don't want to come back here and leave you stuck here with the devil. You're his child. And he wants you to be with him. So if that means he has to whoop you to get you together, he will whoop you to get you together. He's going to teach you to respect him and respect what he's trying to do in your life. And this is getting ready to start happening all over God's kingdom. Now, you can get hostile. You can get mad at God if you want to. But you know what? My kid be mad at me. I know when I go out of the room, they be saying, I wish you'd fall dead. I wish you'd fall down the step. I wish you'd break your neck. I know they probably say that kind of, that's stupid stuff. But I know, <laughs> I know deep down inside, they don't mean it. They're mad. They're hostile because I whipped their tail. Okay? You do the same thing. When God whoop you, I ain't going to church Sunday. I, I, ain't go, I don't feel like going to church Sunday. And now you're mad at God because he disciplined your butt. What would he be like if he just let you get away with everything? What would you be like? Okay. So the fear of God is an awareness that you are in the presence of a holy, just, and almighty God. Not, baby, not just at church. Yeah, all y'all can fear God here. But that's not the point. You're practicing in here. When you go out there in the world, that's where it has to show up. Do you fear God when your friends come around and want to get you to do wrong? Do you fear God when you're tempted to take something that don't belong to you? Do you fear God? Do you make excuses? You know what? My little granddaughter's birthday was this past week. And somebody blessed, gave me $20 to get her. Well, my wife came up with this bright idea that we were going to buy our granddaughter this little car. And I went there, and I didn't know the car was going to be $200. So I still had the $20 in my pocket. And I was about to convince myself that that $20 should have went towards that car. What I'm going to do, give it to them for what? She's two years old. She ain't going to spend $20. That $20 can go towards her car. I didn't want to give it to her daddy. I didn't want to get to a mom. I want to keep it. Why? Because I just spent $200 on the doggone car that they ain't put the wheels on. So all that was going through my mind. So I was getting ready this morning. I saw $20. I put the $20 in my pocket. You, yeah, you felt it too, didn't you? That's stealing. I didn't need the $20. 
but I felt justified. Mm -hmm. for, for taking the $20. I put it in my pocket. I'm getting ready. I'm getting dressed. And, and I was tying my towel, and I heard the Lord say, so, so really? And I'm like, where is he at? And what was happening, he was using my conscience to whoop my butt. And I'm like, God, it ain't between it. You know what I'm doing. Why am I going to give it? God would listen to nothing I was saying. So I got that $20 out of my pocket, went down them steps, and said, you know what? This $20 for Callie. You want me to keep it till she come back over here? He said, for what? I'm like, because it's hers. Just give it to me. So I laid it on the table. What am I saying? My conscience wouldn't let me mess up with God, even though in my mind I was able to try to get away with something that just wasn't right. The little things, the little foxes destroy the vine. The little things that you try to get away with pushes back the fear of God from your life. Because when you fear God, you can't even do the little things wrong. It would get to you. Amen. If you're in here and you can sin, young folks, if you can smoke your marijuana, you can have sex, you can do things and it don't bother you, you don't have the fear of the Lord. If you can still drink, smoke, get you some when you know you're not married. Husband, if you can sneak around your wife, you don't have the fear of the Lord. You don't have it. And that is necessary for the next step that we're moving into where everything is getting ready to be shaken. If you don't have the fear of God, you won't stand the shaking. Well, pastor, what I do? You know I want to get some? Go to the scriptures. The Bible says if you have to get you some, then you need to get married. For God would rather for you to be married than to burn with passion. God said, I'd rather for you to go down there to the justice of peace and say, I do, than to be going like you're doing. Because you're violating him. Your body does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. I know you might not come back no more. And I'm going to hit this with my young folks who like smoking dope. Okay. Listen to me good. You might not come back next Sunday, but I'm going to hit you today. Marijuana is illegal in the state that you live in it. In the state you're living in right now, whatever the state that may be, I'm talking about your state of mind. You is illegal. Okay? All right, you might be in Colorado and it might be illegal, but in your state of mind, it is illegal. Some of y'all don't realize you can't handle marijuana. And then it's illegal in the state too. Well, you know, it's not marijuana, Pastor. It's cannabis. Cannabis? Okay. All right. Well, 
It's a mind-altering drug. There has to be some good use for it somewhere, but since we had not found the use, you can't be doctor. Okay? You don't have a Ph.D. You don't have a right to go out there and experiment with it. To do so means you're violating God. Now, you're on your own. And when you start challenging God like that, you know what God does? He steps back. And he lets you do what you do. And then stupid stuff starts happening. All right. Y'all getting too serious. Let me pray a serious prayer before y'all get too serious. All right, Father, I pray that those who are smoking dope, that number one, that you help them to get off of it. I pray that if they smoke five joints this week, then if you're okay with it, God, don't let them smoke but three next week. Some kind of way, Father, let them see a regression in their action. So that they, dear God, will see you working in their life and will repent and support what you're doing in their life. Don't let the enemy have their mind. And Father, I speak on behalf of all parents today. Bring our children back. You said in your word you would perfect those things that concern us. Father, we call upon you today the only help that we know. The only way that we know. And, Father, we ask you now to deliver our children. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, next one. The person that is, here we go, the person that is afraid of God has something to hide. You're afraid that God going to get you. It's because you got something to hide. If you're running out and you're sneaking and you're doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing, you are afraid of God because you're trying to hide. Okay? The person who fears God has nothing to hide. And watch this. This is mindset, a kingdom mindset. As a matter of fact, they're afraid of being away from God. I'm afraid to sin. I'm not going to mess around with no other woman, because I'm af- not because of Sophia, but because of God. Amen. What's Sophia going to do? Kill his body? That's it. <laughs> she probably would kill me, all right? All right. She, that's why I don't let her watch Elamin. They show you how to do that stuff on there, and no evidence of it. We don't watch Elamin in our house, all right? Snapped and all that stuff. How to commit murder. No, no, that ain't going on in my house. Uh-uh. All right? So, Miss King may can kill the body, but that's not the end. God said, I can destroy both body and soul. So, I'm not afraid of what's going on in the natural. I'm afraid of who has control of me eternally. My fear of God realizes that I'm an eternal creature and that I'm going to live forever. And I don't want to live forever in hell because I sneaked out on Miss King. Amen. She might catch me before I repent. You missed that one, didn't you? 
And since she being low down and wouldn't let me repent and sit me in front of Jesus in my mess, I got to live eternal in my mess. That's just for some of y'all in here. I don't know who it's for, but I'm just telling you. All right? All right? Don't play. The fear of the Lord is a terrified, is to be terrified to sin because sin forces you to turn away from God. You cannot sin and face God. How many, how many of y'all tried it? Yeah. You messed up, and then you try to talk to God. It's like, God, dog. It's like, God, uh, you just go, and some of y'all who feel with the Holy Ghost, you just go out, because you know you can't talk in the natural. You know you were wrong before you did it. Okay? What God is trying to do now is bring back the awe of who he is. And when you can start receiving that, it helps you now to turn down some things that you normally wouldn't turn down. Amen? Amen. All right. Now we're getting a little bit deeper. Here we go. Are you ready? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26 and 28. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Watch this. When God talked to Israel, the people back then, he was so strong, his, his voice was so powerful that the whole earth shook. I talked to one of my Jewish friends. He said, it is passed down to us that when we all stood near that mountain, that foot of the mountain, and God spoke, he said, our spirits were standing, but our flesh was backwards. And it was such a scene for us that everybody was so struck with this honors of God that we wouldn't dare say a word. We turned to Moses and said, Moses, you go talk to God. We don't want to hear from him no more. It blew their mind because they were challenging God on talking to them. They wanted to talk to God themselves. And God, Moses said, all right, come on. Let me show you what I'm going through. And when he did, they changed their mind about talking to God. It was so powerful. But God says, once more again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. When you look that up in the Greek, he's talking about Christianity. The church. You're in the church. And God's going to shake the church. Why would he shake the church? Have you ever seen, when my mom used to cook bread, she would put this bread in this thing called, this flour in this thing called a sifter, and she'd shake it. And all that stuff fall on the bottom and stuff like that. That's what he's doing. He's finding out what's in you. You say you have faith. You say you love him. But what happens when you're tempted? What happens when God challenges your belief system? What happens when, when you're praying, you praying for this child and this child act a fool? Do you give up and do you quit? Do you break out and go to cry? Because what God's trying to do is settle you. But do you have faith in me or not? It's an easy thing to have faith, but it's a hard thing to develop. I remember once when I had, and my wife didn't know I was going through this, I had put my son out. And around her, I was strong. But when I wasn't around her, I was like, God, what, what are you doing? God, where you at, God? God, can you keep him? God, God, don't let this boy act no fool. God, I wonder where he's at. And all that was going through my head. You know what God was doing? Nothing. Because I was being double-minded. 
I was being what we call wishy-washy. I want to stand on faith and trust God because I have put him out. But yet and still, I want to be strong. But in the middle of it was the devil. And he was playing with my mindset. The only way I could handle that was I had to say, you know what, God? Your word is true. You're able to keep him from falling. You said in your word that the seed of the righteous would be delivered. You said in your word. And when every time I would say, you said, I got stronger. I was able to rest at peace because what I had committed to him, he was able to keep. That developed my faith where I was able to say, you know what? I am not worried about it. You're missing what I'm saying. Are you getting this? So God shook me or allowed me to be shaken just so I could stand firm on my faith. That's what he's talking about. Once again will I shake not only the earth but also heavens, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation, are you a part of creation? All of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. That's why I'm trying to get you to have a kingdom mindset. Because when this shaking starts and it already has begun, your mindset can adjust to it and you can know that God got you. He's able to keep you and sustain you through this shaking. I'm not afraid of the fact that they got they 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 start up this, this CERN in Switzerland. They open up this portal. This portal is now at full strength. They're, they're turning this thing around. They're trying to open up a black hole. I looked on the, on the uh, YouTube channel the other day, and they opened up a Stargate. They shut it back down. They went back down to a 450, whatever that they was talking about. It was some scientific terms that I didn't have no business trying to listen to. All right? And it confused me. But I was looking at it, and I saw that when this gate, when this, when this thing was swirling around, it, you could see stars. At first, it was just, just plain. But then all of a sudden, it started seeing stars in it. And they shut it back down. It was a Stargate that they were opening up. This is the time you're living in, baby. And then don't get scared. Well, if you're not living right, you need to get scared. Okay? The Bible said that in Revelation that the key was given to the angels of the Bible that hold the key to the bottomless pit. And he's going to open up that pit and going to release demons into this earth. Who knows if that pit is called Saren? A hydron, a, a hydron collider. Who knows if that's the key or if that's the pit? That these, that these fallen devils have been put into. Let Mark go. Hold on. Thank you. God bless you. That's my boy. All right. So listen to me good. With everything that's happening today, and a lot of this stuff we scoped, we, 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 we're looking into we're studying on Wednesday night, which some of you all don't be here. So somebody asked me, are you going to tell them about it? I said, no, but I am. <laughs> I am. There's some things that you need to know. The Bible says that I'm going to tell you about these things before they happen, so when they happen, you might believe. There will be a portal open where demonic demons are going to come through. Yes, there are extraterrestrial stuff out there, some ETs out there, some demons. The Bible talked about it. And in these days that we're living in right now, they're going to be released to wreak havoc upon the earth. Not how you live living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God's going to shake everything that can be shaken. He's going to find out if you are a true believer or not. 
I mean, we're going to a, the Pope is getting ready to meet on the 23rd. He's getting ready to start letting people know his agenda. It is, some of it is already seeping out where he says that he's going to talk about a one-world religion. In the last days, the Bible talks about there will be a one-world religion, a one-world government. What we've been knowing for a long time called a new world order. This is not a rap group. It's a new system that's getting ready to be put in place. Where you will have to take the mark of the beast if you're going to survive. Now, how many of you all are going to take the mark of the beast? Nobody. How many of you are going to get in the system? Nobody. You're already in it. If you have a credit card, you're already a part of the system. Numbers. Now, you hadn't took the mark of the beast. Don't go throw your credit card away. I'm not saying your credit card. No, I'm not saying that. Okay? But the system is being planned with you in mind. On September 15th, they just ended June hymn. That's a military exercise that the government was doing in preparation for martial law. Meaning, if things get real bad, the president can sign an executive order and can call martial law into effect. Martial law means that the government takes control over everything. What time you get up, what time you go to bed. Everything. They just did drills in nine states and just ended on September 15th. Well, supposedly ended. I don't know if it's in or not. I think they still, they still had a big tank sitting down there on Goodman. Okay, all right. I went to a park, and I saw them all laid out in the ground on the park with rifles and stuff. I'm like, really? Baby, some stuff happening right now, and you're still trying to enjoy life. With no fear of God. You can enjoy life, but there all be some fear of God that's holding you back, that's keeping you from messing up so bad that he will be ashamed of you when he comes back. This is real. We should be trying to serve God rather than run from God and trying to get away from God. That song, this is not a time for distractions. This is not a time to go off course. You've been off course too long now. You need to find your way back. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, a mindset that is unshakable, a kingdom mindset that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and what? Awe. Y'all, this thing is serious. We're living in some... Perilous times, the Bible say. Times that are full of danger. Russia is talking crazy to the United States. Now, the United States bagging up. And that's not good when you got a power source like Russia. They don't bag down. Eventually, something's going to give. Something has to give. China and North Korea, they edit. The Bible said in the last days there are going to be wars and rumors of wars. But guess what? These are the beginnings of sorrow. It's going to get worse. My question to you, do you have any fear or respect from God that's going to cause you to live better? That's going to cause you to take things serious and live right? What is it going to take? What? What? 
what does God, what extreme does God have to go to to get you to realize that he is real and he's real about what he said? How far do you push him? Watch this. God may be asking just too much. What, Pastor? What is too much? Let's figure out what he's asking so that we can answer this question. And he was talking to Israel. He was telling them what he required. How many of you want to know what God required? Some of you have already read it, so you don't want to know. Okay, here it goes. Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God. But he didn't stop. That's just a pause. And to love What's that? And to live in a way that pleases him. You hear this? He wants you to love him, fear him, live in a way that's going to please him. How many of you are living in a way that pleases him? Don't raise your hands. But this is what he requires. Don't ask nobody anymore what God requires of you. He's telling you right now. He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and your soul. Now, now, now can you answer that question for me? You hear what he's asking you. Is it too much? To some of you all sitting here right now, he's asking too much. And that's sad. That's what we call in the Christian world or in Christian studies, affirmation of damnation. It's affirming that there's some condemnation that's going on in you. You're being condemned because you think God is asking too much. He's asking you to fear the Lord your God. To live, and this is the problem right here, this is the bigger, to live in a way that pleases him. Because that's what a hang-up is. You can say you love him, but to demonstrate it through my life, that's a totally different thing. Because if you live in that way, you can't smoke dope. You can't have sex outside of marriage. You can't steal. You can't defraud your neighbor. In other words, you can't be deceitful. Yep. Let me keep going. Now, if you're saying that is too much, Pastor, this is what God gave me to give to you. If it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose this day who you want to serve. God said, because I'm not changing. These are my requirements. This is what I asked of you. I've given you everything I had, even my son. Now, if this is too much to ask, then you need to choose who you're going to serve. And you need to make that choice today. This Sunday, you need to choose who you're going to serve. When you leave out these doors and if things in your life begin to shake, you need to know what God's after. He's after your faith. And if you won't stand on your faith, you will fall. He that standeth, let him take heed lest he fall. Yeah, I know it's quiet here. All you can hear is the air blowing. 
He can come back with the same question in Elijah. Go back to it. You can go back to it. Go back to the next one. Elijah made a, go- a bold statement when they was caught between two, opi- uh, two opinions. Elijah came upon the people, unto all the people, and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? You want to serve God, but you want to do your own thing. Baby, that's two opinions. Because God's opinion is totally different from what you want. You want to please the flesh. And God said, but I want you to please me. So how long are you going to stand there between these two opinions? How long is it going to be before you make up your mind what you're going to do? If the Lord be God, if he's really God, then you need to follow him. Have some sense and follow him. If what you're doing in your lifestyle is your God that you worship and you want to do your own thing, then so be it. Do it. God is so awesome, he left the choice up to us. You can follow him or you can follow your own way. The only way that you're going to follow God is that you have to have the fear of God to do it, the respect for God. As of today, all of us in here will have to make some decisions about how we live it. Whatever it is that's got you twisted, that's got you thinking it's okay, that you have to hide to do, these are the things that God's going to bring into check. These are the things that God wants you to put the light on and ask him to help you with it. Because if you don't, there's a fearful and frightful thing to look forward to. I've got a word to the wise, and this is my last thing I'm going to give you. Be not wise in our own eyes. Fear the Lord and get out of your mess. Depart from evil. If you fear the Lord, you will depart from evil. If you fear the Lord, you'll get out of your mess. There's some stuff that you're involved in right now. You're saying, you know what, Pastor? I want to get out, but it's hard. Come to him. He'll give you the strength to get out of it. I, listen, I thank God I'm not doing some of the stuff that some of you all may be doing. But I did do some of the stuff that you all were doing. But today I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm sanctified. I didn't do it on my own. No, it was not easy. I felt it was necessary. I felt it was necessary for me to go to God and be honest with him and tell him about me. It wasn't that he didn't know. When I went through it and talked to him about it, he wasn't saying nothing. Why? Because he already knew it. God already know that you hide to smoke your cigarettes. He already knows that you hide to drink your drink. He already knows that you already sneak out of town and do your mess. He already knows where you hid your, your marijuana, your reefer, your cocaine. He already knows where you hide your Playboy issues. He already knows what time you think that you can get on your, on your phone and look through all the, the pornography and stuff. He already knows this. He's just waiting on you to come to him and talk to him about it. When I came to talk to God, he wasn't shocked. He wasn't even shocked, y'all. You hear me? He was not impressed. He was not beat down. He was not worried. He was not dismayed. He was God. And before I knew it, I was free. When it happened? I don't know when it happened. I just know it happened. I lost the desire for it. 
because I feared I respected him enough that I could go to him and I could talk to him. Today, right here and right now, some of y'all are going to get delivered. Right here, right now, some of you are going to come out of your mess. Right here, right now, you're going to stop trying to hide. Your fear of God is coming back. I'm praying for revival. I ask God, would thou not revive us again, O God, that your people may rejoice in thee? I want to be happy in his coming. I want to be happy knowing that I'm living right. And I believe that all of you, all of us as God people want the same thing. I believe that. So I'm asking him to revive us so that we can rejoice in him, so we, our, the joy of our salvation can come back. I'm not ashamed of no mess because I'm not in no mess. I'm not afraid for him to come back because I'm all right. The reason why I don't want him to come back is because I got some loved ones. I have some loved ones. I have some friends that need to feel what I feel, holy, righteous, sanctified. That's the only reason. I'm telling him, Lord, hold back. Lord, I'm ready, but I know some folks who are not ready. And God, they can't handle it now. I know they won't handle the tribulation hour. So my cry is that God send revival. That's the only hope that we've got. If I keep praying, God, come back. Come back and get us because we're ready. That's doing those who are not ready in injustice. That's doing some of you all who are sitting here right now in injustice. Because if you come back for us, and you're left here, that's not right. That's hell to pay. So I'm not asking him to come back. I'm asking him to send a revival. I'm looking at you guys. And I look in your heart, and I can look in your spirit, and I can see some struggling going on in you. I'm not ready for him to come back and catch you like this. So the only hope for you is revival. And I'm not talking about something we do for a week. I'm talking about a revival. Bow your heads. And I want you all to pray with me that God send the revival. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.